Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Intimate Knowledge with Brooke Burke, Megan King, and sex and intimacy coach Leela DeVille. It's a show about sex. Welcome to today's episode. Um, We have a jam-packed episode. We're going to be interviewing two midwives from the Natural Birth Center. Their names are Glenda and Sandy. And you might have caught, this video might have caught your attention on your feed. It certainly did mine. Um, This woman was on her way to the Natural Birth Center to give birth, but she didn't quite make it into the center and she gave birth in the parking lot. And the midwife uh, caught the baby and it all got caught on a ring, a ring camera. So we're going to talk to those midwives about all the different variations of birth that we can have as women. Oh, look, it looks like we have Brooke after all. Brooke, we're about to speak to Sandy and Jelena, who were the midwives that caught the baby in the um, parking lot, that video that we, that's been going around. So. Well, I'm so happy that I could join. Sorry, there's been so many technical difficulties over here as we navigate through these Zoom connections, but I'm really excited about this episode and I didn't want to miss it because, you know, I've given birth four times naturally and I don't think that I was strong enough or educated enough in this space as a younger woman. And, you know, the first time around with pregnancy could be so overwhelming and I'm not quite sure why as Americans we're not open to... um, defining and sort of navigating a birthing plan and really understanding what a doula is, what a midwife is, the possibilities at home versus going into the hospital. And and I was married to a doctor the first time around. So any of my like hippy dippy spiritual, like dreamy visions that I have were just thrown out the window and um, defined sort of as reckless and irresponsible. So I look back now at all of my births and I know some of the experiences that you had and you know, I have a, I, I, I wish that I would have had the strength to um, sort of open my mind to all of the possibilities that are, are available to women. So I hope that this episode really educates our audience um, and helps them get a better understanding of what the possibilities right. are. There's a myriad. So 
Yeah, it is. But there's a myriad of choices out there. And I think we just, we hear the one story, we see the one narrative, and we don't really know that there's, there's a plethora of choices to be made and they're all there. You just actually have to ask because they're not generally um, just presented to you. And yeah. so um, and I think creating that, that space, you know, that intimate space is so important for our mindset and for our emotional well-being during the birthing process. I even remember, you know, packing the bag and getting ready to go to the hospital and thinking that I was going to have beautiful, peaceful music and I was going to light my candles and I was going to do it natural. And they were like in the hospital, like, you can't light a candle in the hospital. I was like, what do you mean? And just not getting, you know, not necessarily getting the support that you need and also defining who's going to be in there during that room. And it seemed like my dream was to have a very female supported space. Um, and it ended up being, you know, my baby daddy and I and a nurse and a doctor that I didn't have a relationship with. And it was um, everything that I didn't want. And yeah. then it was over, you know, as quickly as it, as it began. So. so they don't all go to plan. And this video is a, is a great example of that because she was not planning on having her baby in the car park. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah. we found um, these two uh, angel workers from the video that's just gone viral, everybody. And you should definitely check it out because it is amazing. Um, yeah, let's let let's start the interview, and then I have I have some a couple personal questions for you afterwards, Lidl. So stick around, everybody. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. 
It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. So we have two amazing guests with us today. We have Galena and we have Sandy. They're from the Natural Birthworks in Florida. And this video really caught my attention on my feed this, uh, this week. Um, you might have seen it, a, a ring camera capturing a woman giving birth and Sandy here catching the baby in the parking lot before even entering the, uh, the birth center. So phenomenal. And not only is she catching a baby, but she's also talking to, I think, two police officers that yeah. approach. <laughs> yeah, that approach. Tell us about what happened. Come on. Uh, so, you know, just kind of like a standard day when a mom calls me that they're in labor and, and we typically would meet at the birth center. Mm -hmm. um, at first, it seemed like things were kind of starting, but then her husband called me back and said that things are really intense. So, yeah. you know, my wife can, uh, can tell you that if the husband calls, we know that things are getting serious. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and so I had the birth center ready. I was waiting for them. Her room was all set up and he calls me literally like as they were about to pull into the parking lot and tells me that she feels like pushing so mm. i grabbed some gloves a chucks pad and i went running out um and you know at first i said are you can you walk and she's like i think so but i think just her getting out of the car and gravity that baby just came right down and as soon as we got <laughs> to the first step that was it the head was coming and so, um, you know, I can, I can actually feel, I put my hand to feel cause she like did a grunting noise and I can feel that the head was coming. Mm -hmm. So when I look sure enough and all while these two police officers just so happened to be in the other parking lot, they started walking towards us and <laughs> I was trying to let them know like, she's okay. I heard the commotion and I didn't want them to think like I'm just ra a random stranger, um, you know, delivering a baby. Totally. The, the birth center doesn't look like it's not a hospital, right? So you can't identify like what the building is right away. And so that's why. I mean, you know, for, for our listeners, it, it's worth seeing this video that has absolutely gone viral because to witness this, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And I was imagining the thought process of these two police officers as well, who have also probably never been in a position to, you know, to observe such a thing. I mean, what an amazing miracle and just, it was unbelievable. So go on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, and you can see in a part of the video where the, the male officer looks at the building and he reads it and he realizes, oh, this is a birth center, but they, they really, they had no clue. And so, you know, they're coming towards me. The woman is putting her gloves on. He's like on the radio and, and like, and I'm trying to let them know, like, you don't need to call back up. You don't, don't need to come here. Yeah. Ask me. At some point he asked me, do you need rescue? And I was like, no, she's here to have the baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
was meant to happen. <laughs> yeah, I believe fully that they come in exactly the way that they want to come into the world. So, well, her first one wasn't as as quick, and I think that that she wasn't prepared for this. None of us really were prepared. Well, we have second babies typically are quick in in our experience, mm -hmm. but. I mean, they're usually not that precipitous, as we would call it. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I most think... women are prepared for the birthing process. As much educating that we do, and is and and, and you know, I've had four children, and there's always that first time plan and the visual of how you think it's going to go down. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you sort of forget everything that that you've read and everything that you've learned in Mother Nature. You know, more than not. Yeah. Close, but that was just amazing to see how quickly. It happened. And I mean, what, what's your take on that for a woman who like really struggles? I know that it's such a process in the body and such a miracle of what takes place, but um, it was almost over before the mother even got to experience the, 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 the you know, the process. How would you Absolutely. describe what, what you do and what you offer to a woman going through um, the laboring process in comparison to um, a nurse in a hospital? So um, the midwives offer personalized, uh, very intimate care towards all of our clients. It is based on the midwifery model of care. We, you know, uh, spend a lot more time with all of our clients. We, uh, we really get to know each other on a more personal level. And that makes a huge difference, especially when it comes down to labor and birth, because, you know, a, a birthing mother is very vulnerable. And if your mind is not in the right place, it is definitely going to present in your labor progress and your birth outcome. And so if you feel completely um, comfortable, safe, um, and you know, prepared for the whole process, which is what we do throughout the whole course of their pregnancy, it really does help the whole outcome in general with you know, not just birth, but even in the postpartum and in breastfeeding and, and, and just overall. Yeah, I, I, I think we, we're commonly shown just that one way of giving birth. Like you see the woman in the hospital, she's gritting, she's bearing down and it's a really lengthy process. And it's a lot of pain. And we, we have this like narrative that we kind of all like take on to think, oh, this is how birth happens. And that's what's so miraculous about this video actually is that here's a woman who's like in the car on her way to the, to the center and yet she gives birth in in the car park and she's not necessarily in that comfortable position she has a really rapid birth um and so that's one way of experiencing well, i wouldn't it. call that a position being on a bed anyway honestly when i know I, I no totally <laughs> well that's the thing like i i'm actually i have two kids uh both of them are planned home births um and yeah <laughs> yeah i had uh you know i had two home home water births and they were planned in that way. Uh -huh. But a lot of women, I had, I was really lucky in that I had a few women go before me in their birth journey. And I saw how they were navigating it. And I saw the different choices they were making outside of the common, the common way of giving birth. And I, I, if that hadn't have happened, I don't think I would have known what to ask for or to tune in to what, what environment will I feel the safest? Like I always, I actually relate births a lot to making love like you want to be in a space where you feel 
comfortable enough to make love, to have that intimacy with your partner. And, and wherever you feel the safest to do that, that's probably where you should give first. So whether it's a hospital, a birthing center or a home, you know, or out in nature, that could be an option too. So like, there's all of these different options. I love that you did that and that you're able to have that experience. I've had four children and delivered them all naturally. And I, in my first marriage, I was married to a doctor who had zero interest in my um, comfort in my birthing plan <laughs> and, you know, straying in any way, shape or form away from normal, you know, medicine in our country. And I had dreamt of having birth and doing it at home. And I had all of these very peaceful ideas. And unfortunately, as a young woman, I lost that battle and probably didn't know the right things to ask. And I wasn't enough in that in that process and my daughter ended up being um five weeks premature and had i have done it at home it would have been um a disaster so and i bring this up just because there's a lot of controversy around this and um it was you know absolutely imperative in, in that first situation that i gave birth in the hospital and there were some you know complications but i i think it's it's i think it's so important for women to get educated and to know their options and to find strength in their plan and their own desires and and sort of you know narrating what what their wishes are for that you know for that day i think that's why we're so happy that the video has gone so viral and and yes, it's funny and it's empowering to women, um, but it sheds light on the unknown that a lot of women don't realize that there is. I know my oldest is 18. I wasn't even a midwife then. I had no idea what a midwife was. I agree. And I'm not that I had bad experiences, but not even having the knowledge and the option really takes away from what could have been a very different um, experience for me the first time around. Instead, I had to wait till my fifth to be able to experience it, you know. And would you like to agree also in, in like a really simple, simple form too, that there, there's something to be said about the support of female energy in the birthing process, right. having a woman there guiding and supporting you. I mean, I remember giving birth to my, my first child and I wanted to go natural and I kept thinking the nurses were going to support my process, even if I was in pain. And honest to God, they were all like, when you've had enough, Brooke, just let us know. Like they practically had the drugs like available in hand. And I was like, that's not what I want. What I want you to say is that I'm doing great. And that I can do it. Do it. Support me as a woman. <laughs> and that doesn't happen in the hospital because they want to make it easier for themselves. Um, and for the mother, I was really disappointed in my first birth. We all carry something from each birth, and I think that that, in, in general, makes us the mothers that we are. We were just talking about that in, in one of our videos. Uh, Galena and I talked about what really made us, you know, what pushed us to be midwives, and that was definitely my experience with my first son in the hospital, not having those options, um, and, you know, saying that I did want a water birth and being told as a young mom that I was going to kill my baby. Like literally that's what they told me. So it was a lack of knowledge, a lack of support, a lack of education. And I remember just after that birth, it wasn't horrible, but I, I felt like there was something missing, that there was something that I didn't get out of it that I should have. And then, you know, I, that kind of like put the fire in me to really move forward with my career as a midwife. Mm -hmm. um, and Lena has five kids and she's had plenty of different uh, birth stories to, to also attest to that. And so going back to what you were saying in regards to, you know, 
um, how she said, you know, she looks at birth as uh, like very intimate and you're using the same hormones. And if you don't have that feeling of being safe, you're not going to be able to release those right hormones. And we tell that to all of our clients. We occasionally will have moms that are basically saying, so how many people can I have in the room? Like they want it to be like a, like, you know, like a show. And we tell them, listen, when you made this baby, no one was watching. I mean, listen, each is all. Maybe. Well, you're into that, you know. Basically, <laughs> no one was watching and you were able to release those hormones to make that baby. It's the same thing. And when we explain it that way, they tend to get it and they understand the difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's like imagine trying to orgasm and then someone walking into the room at that very moment. It's like, oh, I'm not, it's on, it's on. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. See you later. Yeah, I had that experience. Lila, what was your your decision making process to decide to do a home birth and a water birth? And um, just curious where you found that strength and, and how you were able to really. Um, dictate that environment. Like I said, I had had quite a few women go before me and I saw the decisions and the calls that they were making. And I was like, oh, this this has the potential to be my most empowered moment. And I don't want anybody to take that away from me. And so I I guess I, I took a few risks. And and in America as well, when you when you're not going along with the flow of of birth or the um the conveyor belt of birth and you're making different decisions you're kind of bucking against the system and to be able to do that you need to be really centered in yourself and you have to really like go inward and listen and so it was really a process of me tuning into my intuition and i and i and i surrounded myself with other women who would who would champion that the listening me listening not thinking that they know more than what I do about my baby. And so, um, so one of the, I think one of the really important things, and maybe you guys might echo this, is that when you're planning for a home birth, there's a myriad of things that can come up whilst you're at home giving birth. And in, in that case, then the plan changes. And so it's not that you're putting your baby at risk by birthing at home. You can change your mind at any moment and go to a birthing center or go where there's more facilities. There's usually enough time and, and um, to make those kind of calls. And midwives are incredibly trained at, you know, at combating some of these things that pop up in birth, whether there's ex- excessive bleeding or whether the cord is wrapped around the neck or the heart rate's accelerated of the baby. And so they, there's, you know, they're fully trained to be able to, to, um, to mitigate all of the complications. And if there needs to be another call where you have to go to the hospital, then, you know, that's part of the plan too. Like when I planned for a home birth, it wasn't just like, I'm just having a home birth. I'm not leaving. I right. actually planned for a home birth. I planned for a hospital birth. We all knew exactly where I was going if there was going to be, if there was a complication and we needed more help and support. Um, and so I, I feel like I created an incredibly safe container, especially because that's where I felt the safest was at home. Um, and I knew, and I, yeah, I just believed that my baby was going to come through in the way that he or she wanted to. And that might mean that they wanted me to go to the hospital and have them there. And so there was, you come from a very educated place. Like you are, you, you couldn't like, we literally couldn't have said it better. I think it's important that people understand that if they are planning one path, it's not a failure. If you do have to switch to a different location, like for example, 
Brooke went into labor five weeks early. That's not, that's not a failure that she couldn't do the birth that she wanted. It was something that that's the whole purpose of having a trained professional monitoring your care so that they can say, okay, well, this is happening. Now we got to switch course to this course. And that's not a bad course. Yeah. It's just the new one that we had to take, you know, and exactly. the skill and knowledge is important. I'm so glad you're saying that. And I, you just answered my, my question, Leila, as well, because I was going to ask what happens in an unexpected case of maybe a medical emergency. And I, I think that's why many people aren't brave enough to um, have home births. But the fact that you explored all of those options yeah. and put your faith in uh, a midwife, you know, doula, who is actually more experienced than men, many people might be aware of to problem solve. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's nice to hear that perspective. And I also think that there's something to be said about women really finding their voice and tuning into their, um, you know, their, 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 their own desires in this process that's overwhelming and, and really spending some time to think about how they would like it to be not that we can completely predict that experience but i think pregnancy is overwhelming especially first-time pregnancies and everybody's telling you how to do it and everybody has an opinion and everybody in the family chimes in and it's, it's just so frightening and overwhelming and this is why i love midwives i love you guys because your emphasis is on empowered birth I, I think every midwife I've ever known, it, they, they don't, it's not about having a home birth. It's not about, it's, it, all it is about is the woman being, feeling her most empowered and facilitating that. So, and whatever that is for her, her, her most empowered choice could be to have an epidural and be in the hospital or, or even to have a C-section. And so it, it's really about facilitating what the, how the mother's going to feel the most empowered and informing her. It's so important for moms and families in general to understand that because we often will have families that are not on board and that really makes her choose whether she goes the way that she wants or the conventional way. Yeah. And I often in, you know, if I have a meet and greet with a mom, I will often say, you know, our goal is to put the power back in your hands. We are here to empower you so that you can make the educated decision and choice that you feel is right for you and your baby. And I tell them often, I've had my experiences, I've had my births, this is your birth. And so a lot of times, you know, if, especially if I say that in front of a partner that's kind of on the fence, sometimes they'll realize, you know, this is true. And, you know, maybe I just need to kind of be in, have an open mind. And we ha we've, we've had quite a few partners that at first they were like, mm, I don't know. And then afterward, they're like, I don't think we'll ever go to the hospital. And so it really yeah. makes an impact on everyone. But it's about building relationships too you know like the midwife that's why we like them early on we have to really build the relationship so one they can be as ed educated as you but also um have the relationship so that when plan b has to pick up which every midwife has a plan b c d e and f but when that happens um you trust that you know we we already know your birth plan we know what you are looking for and in your most vulnerable state, which is labor, um, if things have to change quickly, you know we have your best interests and we're communicating with you. And you are like, we include childbirth classes. Like we're so, we're so con controlling about the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> you're taking our classes. We wanna make sure you know how to do a natural birth. You know, we don't want, but I mean, we encourage them to go and you know explore all options like hypnobirthing, things that can benefit them. But definitely taking classes from your midwife so you know her philosophy, 
you know um, how she is preparing you properly. You're getting educated. And in the end, we always tell people, we are a book. We're a resource. Just flip through us and use us. Like that's the purpose. You're supposed to educate through us. So ask us the questions, start getting empowered so that on birthday, whatever happens, we're on the same page. We have a good relationship. And it turns out no matter what path, you're still happy and you and maybe you're safe. And what a, what a blessing to have someone supporting, advocating for your personal birth plan. I mean, that in itself seems like such a, such an incredible comfort. Mm -hmm. uh, just a question for you. Is a doula and a midwife the same thing? No. <laughs> okay, can we talk a little bit about that? Because I don't think people are aware of, of the differences in these terms. So we get this question often. Um, and the difference is, you know, midwives are trained medical professionals. We are definitely going to comfort our moms and our families. And we are going to, you know, remind them different ways to breathe and, uh, you know, give some recommendations during the labor process. However, we need to make sure that our moms and babies are safe by taking care of them medically um, and through the whole prenatal labor, birth, and postpartum process. Whereas doulas are there so that they can educate the moms, um, support them physically, emotionally, mentally. They're there to support the partner, kind of remind the partner of certain things that he can do or she can do to, you know, um, to support that the, the mom while she's in labor. Hey, let's try this position. Let's, let's drink some water. Let's get a snack. So they're really there to support through the whole process of comfort and feeling secure. And honestly, when doulas and midwives work together, it's such an amazing team because then they have the best of both worlds. We love doulas. But there are some midwives that would prefer not to have doulas and that's their choice. But we personally love doulas. Yeah. I think they I are had both. asset to the you whole did. natural process. Oh, you had yeah. a doula? Awesome. I did. <laughs> I did because I also, you know, like when a woman is bleeding, how a, a, another woman can kind of ride that cycle with her and know what she's feeling, even without, like my husband can't do that. Right. So <laughs> I knew there was going to be some, they don't know what it's like. <laughs> they don't know what it's like. And so I knew there was going to be some barrier and I knew that he wasn't going to be able to ride my wave with me. I think he, I, I had a feeling, you know, my first birth was 36 hours, not active, oh. it was six. 16 hours active, but I was at home knowing that I was in, you know, having contractions for 36 hours and he can't ride that with me. Like there's no way. So I knew he was going to have to like rest. And, and so to have a, a backup and to have some, a woman with me. And I, in my first birth, I had a, my doula with me more than my husband. Mm -hmm. And she was fully informed of all of my choices and everything that I wanted. So that if he wasn't there, then, she, you know, you know, they, they worked together a lot, but he slept a lot. Like he was Lila, what's your advice to give to women in helping them find their voice in um, dictating how, who they want by their side, who their support system is, who they want in the room? Because I think a lot of women just surrender and almost just yeah. like give in to everybody else's desires, the in-laws, the mother-in-law, the, the family. I mean, what, what would you say to women to help them find their strength? I think you, I mean, it all comes in centering and being able to listen to yourself and knowing what's your story and what's someone else's and what's like the collective. I think it's really important also to explore your own birth story. Yes. Like I think this is a really good time to kind of delve into how you were born. Also for your partner to discover how he was born or how, he, how she was born as well. And, and to, to know 
where the um, where those barriers are and where those like kinks are that would lean you in and the fears where you'd like maybe want to lean more into like having a hospital situation rather than giving birth at home and not that one is better than the other but wherever you feel safest but you have to be able to listen to yourself and so correct surrounding yourself with people who who are going to allow that you know there was many people who came kind of came into my life during my pregnancy it was like you're crazy you're like this is really irresponsible what you're doing and yeah. i would just like drop into my body i would listen to my baby and myself and just go oh no like i, I know like i have that connection so you have to really kind of decipher what's yours what's uh, what's somebody else's mm -hmm. and kind of I learned boundaries in a huge way when I was pregnant. And I think that's perfect preparation for motherhood because you need to have them. Um, and yeah, I also, like I said, I, like I'm a sex and intimacy coach. So I liken birth a lot to sex and the comfort level of what you would need to feel really safe in, in birth is really similar to having sex. And so when you're discovering who you want around you in birth, think about who would I be comfortable going to the toilet in front of? Who was right. like sitting there watching me shit out a watermelon or something? It takes like, the words out of our mouth. Literally, <laughs> literally verbatim. Like I'm not even kidding. It's hard about, for a lot of women to just get over that and to get out of their own way to even be able to push myself being one of them the first time around. I was like, oh my goodness, I had no interest in having my man in there. I was, it just felt like a very female um, yeah. energy that I was desiring and, that's okay. and, and I wasn't strong enough to yeah. tell, to, you know, to, to really narrate that. And I, I listened to your experience, Leela, and I have such envy and I did it four times. And I, I, I don't know that I was tapped into my inner voice enough as a younger woman to be able to do that. And I also learned to expect the unexpected. I mean, each birth was very, very different. And, yeah. um, you know, looking back, my wish for women would be to really spend some time with themselves and, and to tap in and listen because it's the most beautiful moment in the world. And it can also be terrifying. It can be. It can be the most empowering moment and it can be the most traumatic mo moment. And it can definitely leave an imprint in your, the rest of your life because I, I had a lot of guilt from not just mm -hmm. my birth, breastfeeding experience with my first and I, that carried over into my second. Um, and I remember finding closure. However, I tell moms all the time, you know, if, if you are not really doing what you feel is right, it, you're going to remember that feeling for a long time. Yeah. And even in yeah. eating, I'm a board certified lactation consultant and I see it all the time. If, if they, let's say, didn't have the, the birth plan that they wanted, it, it goes into breastfeeding and that whole experience. And then they have a lot of, you know, guilt or they beat themselves up about it because they failed. And, and we really have to take those words out of mom's vocabulary because we are not failures. We are doing the best that we can as mothers. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I try to instill in all of my moms, whether it goes exactly as planned or it didn't, you know, and, and that's, that's always a message that I try to send. I think it's important to also say that doing podcasts like this and doing yeah. the interviews and sharing these experiences. This is other women is what empowers other women. Yeah. And if we don't talk about it and we don't share it, you know, the old rituals of like blessing ways and things that used to have women come together and share their stories 
to make them strong for birthday. They don't exist that yeah. much anymore. Yeah. And, and so although we try to bring back the lost art, it's, it's these are yeah. the modern ways of bringing back the lost yeah. art of sharing and lifting other women up. That's beautiful. The lost art. I love that. And you know, like when you think about the stories that you hear about birth, they're overwhelmingly negative. Yes. And those are all internalized. So the fear that you feel of like, even when you see this woman giving birth in the, in like, in her, just getting out of the car in the car park, like, you know, it's, it's very real, but it's also just a, a story that we've internalized. And so if we can decipher what's ours, I think that's like, that's a huge step in, in the right direction of, of and knowing, yeah, knowing what's yours, but also just being able to listen to your own yeses and nos and where your yep. limits and your boundaries are. Each pregnancy makes a woman stronger. I've noticed like, <laughs> you know, the first pregnancy you're like, Oh, I, you know, I wanted all these people there. And then by the second pregnancy, like Sandy's experience with baby number two, mm-hmm. she was like, no one's even going to know that the baby has arrived for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. I didn't tell anybody. Right. <laughs> I yeah. didn't tell my so family true. that they ha- I'm Hispanic and I don't, I don't know if you know that Hispanic culture can be very overwhelming and everyone has an opinion and mm-hmm. the entire family, distant family, people I haven't seen in years, all of a sudden want to show up and visit and hold the baby. And I was super overwhelmed with my first and my second, I had my older one. I did, I wanted him to be a part of the whole experience. And I didn't tell anybody that I had the baby until a week later. <laughs> no, it's so true. I, I, I did something similar too. I was overwhelmed. I wanted to lay in bed naked with my naked baby, exactly. diaper off, two of us, everybody leave me alone. Don't call, don't come, don't show up. Don't send anything, <laughs> just leave us alone. So we yeah, can have an to entry into this new world. Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> Yeah, I did the same. I allowed people to come. They weren't allowed to request to hold the baby. They were allowed to drop off food. Yes. That's the only thing. That's the only thing oh. they could do. Drop off food and leave. <laughs> or do <laughs> laundry. All of our moms yes. like Delina with her fits, she did an amazing schedule for people. Delina, let's explain what you did. I'm a weird schedule person though. Like I, I love organization helps me thrive in life, right? So I was like, okay. <laughs> When I have the baby, I have four other children and I was, you know, working, I was a midwife. So in order to make it work, I was like, on this, this, and this day, you can sign up for delivery of food to me, (laughs) or you can do laundry or something else. But I was not going to let people take over and make me feel like I owed them to be like a hostess somehow. It wasn't going to happen this time around. And, And that was also when I had a midwife. So the whole experience was most empowering and it led me to become a more empowered mom. And, and that's, you know, Absolutely. they kind of go hand in hand. I love that. They're all so different. I mean, I was out three days later with one. I mean, you, you never know. Like each one is so vastly different. <laughs> this is incredible information, ladies. I love that. And we're going to put the information too in the, in, yeah. um, in the info area of this podcast so that everybody can find, have a chance to see this incredible video that took place outside of natural birth works. It's just amazing. Gravity, life, you know, expect the unexpected. That would be my, mm-hmm. my advice to all women. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I also want to know how can we support you more? I know that right now a lot of people aren't wanting to go to the hospital necessarily to have their babies. Maybe a lot of people are, you know, thinking about giving birth at home um, and your, your services are so vital in, in supporting that for women. So how can we support you and how can we find you? 
we have a few different outlets. We actually have um, a YouTube video that we post every week so that we can educate our moms. It really started so that our moms could have extra information that we may not have been able to cover like in our visits or like certain questions that we would get asked in mm-hmm. um, other classes. And so we wanted it to be more of an educational way of our moms, our, our clients, to be able to find those answers. And so we have all of our social media outlets, Um, so we have our YouTube channel, we have our, you know, Facebook and Instagram where we often will try to communicate with people. We, I mean, messages and questions are always coming in. And so we try our best to keep up with them. And we also post like data and stuff. So people learn the safety and benefit of midwifery care. Um, and just spreading the word is what we just need to have. It needs to be more normal here. You know, midwives should be the first step for low risk women. And if, risk factor presents then they should get referred to level two if need be you know amazing great way amazing so your natural birth works is that your handle yes yes great love it thank you so much ladies thank you for thank the work you that you do thank love you. what you do thank you have a good one yeah Bye-bye. you too Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So that was super informative. And I really hope that you listening, that you get the idea that there are, there are a lot of choices to be had. And, you know, there were a few pivotal resources that um, really helped me. Um, one of them is a book called Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering. Um, it's by an Australian doctor, and I highly recommend that you read that book. It, it goes through kind of all the different choices um, that you can possibly make. And she is a doctor as well, so she comes from, has that background. And so it's not like a hippy-dippy kind of uh, take on, on birth. It's really grounded. Um, so that was really informative to me. So there's that one. And another one, Inna Mae Gaskins has like a plethora of books also about midwifery, natural childbirth. Um, and so they're amazing as well. So I highly recommend checking those out. So, I, I mean, I think that vanity and ego should sort of be thrown out the window when it comes to labor and delivery, because I think it really gets in the way for women. And when I look back at my first, second, third birth, you know, as a younger woman, I had so many concerns and fears and issues that it almost took me out of the experience. And I, I love so much what you said about the correlation between sex and, and, and birth, because that comfort level, that connection, that intimacy would have helped me so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that's a really layered one. Like when I say, like for me, when I was giving birth, every time someone entered the room, it changed my experience mm -hmm. um, and it slowed everything down. So, you know, and also just have like, you, you're pregnant for nine months for a reason. Like you, this is a, the preparation for the birth and entering motherhood. So this is really the time to have those conversations and to voice the fears so that you're not facing them when you're in the birth space. So saying to your, your partner, like, I'm really scared that I'm going to like crap and have a shit or something while I'm giving no, birth and you're no going to get grossed out by that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is the time to have that. And some um, women are afraid to even push because of that, that the fear of that type of accident. And it goes back to what we talk about every single episode, open the lines of communication, talk about your fears, talk about your concerns, connect with whoever that person is that's going to be sharing that experience with you so that you're on the same page so that you can forget about that and be in the experience. Yeah. Like if you're thinking, like in sex, if you're thinking about, Oh, do my thighs look bad? And is he going to see those creases or cellulite that I don't want him to see? Then it's, you're not going to be in the experience and it's going to, it's going to take you out. And so the whole preparation around birth is about creating an experience where you can go in and where you feel really safe. Like it's 100%. likely, yeah, it's like, think about going to the toilet in front of someone and create an, like the people, have the people there that you'd feel comfortable enough yes. doing that. Like I vetoed a lot of people from my birth who wanted to be there. And I was like, you know what? You, you It's not going to be helpful for me. It's actually going to be dangerous for me. If well, you're you are there. stronger, you're stronger than most. And so if we go back to the ultimate vulnerability of sex, the orgasm, birth, all of these incredibly beautiful 
life-changing experiences if we can just you know surrender in those moments and and be present in them and And we have to listen you know and listen yeah so informative i absolutely loved this episode thank you for sharing it with me yeah you too it's perfect and we will see all of you next week subscribe to intimate knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.